Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, here we go. That's a room tone for you. And now we're going to go into the... Oh, hey there. Welcome back to the... No, that's dumb. Okay, no. we're going to do another one. Oh. Uh-huh. Hey there. there oh, no, is. I was going into it. Here goes. Oh, sorry, it's, sorry, it's, sorry. It's, it's, it's ghostly. Oh. oh, hey there. Oh, welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the best damn podcast you could put your ears you into. To. That's a theme song. Hope you guys liked it. Yep. Also, if you guys ever want to make us a theme song, we'd love to use one. That'd Anyways, amazing. this is the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, all the fun entertainment things, and with your host, DJ. And Sam. And Sam. Round of pause. Guys, it's, calm down over there. Just They're going relax. nuts. They're going nuts. Number one show on the internet. Hope everyone yeah. loves it. Yeah. This is everyone can't get enough of only stupid answers. You guys have been awesome. Uh, you guys are very vocal with us for the past yes. couple of weeks, especially now that we're back and we're on a regular schedule uh, from our long break. Yes, and uh, you guys have been awesome on the subreddit. But anyways, uh, DJ. Yes. When we open up this podcast, uh huh. We like to do a few things. We like to yes. One, let everybody know that you can listen to this podcast on a bunch of different platforms. So many platforms. Here's one: iTunes. Yes. You can write and review there. Here's another one: Spotify. Look at that one. Yes. Wait, maybe a third: Stitcher. Stitcher's pretty good. Ooh, yeah. it's a free one. Audio Boom. Oh, wait a minute, they're all free. How yeah. cool is that? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go to our social media, you can actually find a list of all of the places to listen to it. Yeah, including you can go to visit us on Twitter at Only Stupid Answers. What do you need to do, that, Sam? Yank the vowels out of stupid. Yes, there wasn't space. Couldn't fit in there. But Facebook and Instagram as well. Only stupid answers. Yes. Easy peasy. But the fun one that you guys made, there's a subreddit for only stupid answers. So exciting. And now I'm better about going on that subreddit and talking to you guys. And now DJ's been in there too. Yeah, you know how people are always like, ooh, I never review something, uh, but now I do because of you guys. Well, mm-hmm. now here's something I did for you guys. <laughs> I have not been on Reddit in years, mm-hmm. and I went and I dug up my password, uh-huh. and I got back on, and I commented a little bit on some stuff. Mean them halfway. Yeah. Yeah, they make the thing you comment on the thing. Yeah. There you go. And you guys have been so cool in there. You even make um ooh don't know my reddit lingo you use like little like tags on like your username like like if you're a mod or something anyways yeah. someone has like their username and then like the little like name next to it is two djs left and i think there's a few other ones but i i haven't i haven't done all my research yet in that subreddit but it's exciting we like to open up each episode with a few reviews dj yes on itunes People have been really nice. They've been writing five-star reviews. Five-star reviews sure have. make us so happy. They sure do. Well, that's one of them. Well, here's one right now. Uh-huh. Uh, only a stupid review from Smith. 14. 14. S. Smith. 14. Mm-hmm. I started watching because I'm a fan of Sam's other exploits. It's Sam. Hello. Hey. Right. But I've really started <laughs> to enjoy the podcast in and of itself. I've never found myself yelling, I know, right, at media as often as I have done when DJ reviews movies. The biggest reason I'm giving OSA five stars is because Sam and DJ talked about the DC Universe so much, I figured I'd give it a try. I found that I really, really love Nightwing. Eternal thanks, guys. 
Aw, that's so cool. You know what else was cool? I had a burp and I snuck it out while I was talking. That's so and nobody that's, nobody noticed. That's a seasoned podcaster, right? Mm-hmm. There. That's a move that a lot of people when I, they when they go out on their maiden voyage, they don't know how to do that kind of stuff. No, no but well, we're getting there. Wait, what's this? I just burped off the side. You Boom. didn't even. It's a, it's there's another one. Self burp. I ruined it by telling the audience that it happened. I uh-huh. should have just told you later. Can we get a burp count? Everybody, it's just a, go ahead and let us know on the subreddit how many burps burp you get. But <laughs> Sam, that's not the only five star review we ha- we have today. DJ, I got my eyes on one right what? here by Sage and Bloom. Mm-hmm. Get fit with DJ and Sam. Ooh. Sam and DJ. That's the way. Yes. Alphabetical. <laughs> uh, when music stopped fully motivating me to go to the gym, I turned to podcasts. I've never been a huge fan of them because of my ADHD, but Sam and DJ know how to keep you listening. Soon, I started listening to this podcast while working out, and now it's my go-to motivator. Ooh. Every week, I learn even more about comics, TV shows, movies, you name it. <laughs> oh, they did it like that thing. They like uh, the way I say it. Yeah. Uh, through two incredible minds. We are incredible minds. We are. We are jewels. Thank yeah. you guys for an awesome podcast. Oh, I really like, I love hearing that it's like, no, I've never listened to podcasts before, but now I listen to yours, and now we like podcasts. It makes us feel special. That's how I imagine everyone's voice. Mm-hmm. It is not an insult. It just that's makes it fun you, for that's me. That's how you hear everybody's voice. When you read like a yeah. Reddit review, it's just like, oh, I like this device. Yeah. This is how you build it your makes cabinet. life more enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it makes it really fun. But uh, this is the third time I'm saying this episode. We like to open up every episode with what we're into this week, DJ. Yes. What are you into this Are week? we starting with me? DJ, we're going to start with you. Well, I... um. Been watching a lot of stuff. Uh, been watching some Sherlock. We're going to talk about that later because of the. Oh. But uh, I watched this week's Agents of Shield. It came back. Have you had a chance to check it out? Not a clue. Did not yeah. know that happened. Yeah, I did not. I you just like you. Oh. <laughs> you just blew your mind. I right definitely now. spaced out real yeah. hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I turned on Hulu and I saw it was there. I'm like, perfect. This is what I want to watch right now, and it is uh, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, for it's, a show that you're usually pretty iffy on. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I'm still. It's the. It doesn't have the like fun, the Silver Age fun of the CW shows that get those shows through their clunkier moments. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody is blatantly expositional on these shows, it just it drains the energy out of it. Uh-huh. On those shows, they're usually like have costumes on and things are exploding around them. And you're like, okay, fine. I don't care. I don't, yeah. but this and one, they are the characters. It's not like, here are some C-rated yeah. ones that we made up for the TV show. Yeah, yeah. It, it's only, like with the CW, it would be like if you took the tech team on the CW shows, took out the superheroes, and then told them to be like, hey, tech guys, you need to take this super seriously. Yeah. Now go. Imagine if you just kind of had fun randomly. <laughs> like it happened by accident. But, um... <laughs> Uh, it's it's got a few plot lines that are cool. It's the subtitle for this part of the season is LMD, which and is cool. It actually, really integrates really well with the first half. I was kind of like, are we just going to do a full one eighty? Yeah. No, but it actually. Um, uh, small spoiler: the mm-hmm. Darkhold still factors into the plot, mm-hmm. um, and so it's a really it moves very quickly. There's some surprising twists and turns. Everything LMD related, really interesting, really cool. Good episode for Mac. There's a subplot that involves that Senator Nadir and her brother mm-hmm. that is kind of awful. <laughs> um, the, uh, I'm guessing her brother was the man in the cocoon. Yeah. Yeah, figured. And they're seen, literally all of their scenes are them just giving exposition to each other about their lives. And mm-hmm. it's just, 
It's real rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the I do like their boss, their new boss. The the new the boss Patriot. is cool, and him and him and Daisy um, and uh, Simmons uh, go on a mission to save the brother, mm-hmm. and they're cool in it. Um, and the themes of her and her brother are really interesting. It's just them together just don't work for me, and I kind of hope that we're. We're not, but I it would be fine if I never saw them again. And yeah. ever, and no, they're they're going to be there for a <laughs> while. For a while, but but other than that, I really uh, I was I, the I, the part that actually impressed me the most was how seamlessly we went from Ghost Rider to LMD, and it and it just worked, and I was really cool with that. And I feel like Ghost Rider is going to be coming back before the end of he this can, season. Be, yeah, because the Dark Hold's still factoring into it. It actually kind of surprised me if he didn't. I I don't think there's any basis, real honest to goodness basis for these rumors for. Punisher showing up later with Ghost Rider or whatever, Ooh. but how amazing would that be? It'd be really cool. It'd be so cool. I don't know how it's like, why do they both show up at the same time? Shut up. Shut, shut, shut Just up. let it shut up. Let it happen. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. I will definitely check that out, but I'm going to check out some new Netflix shows, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Yes. Gonna, the theme of today's episode is... A books to screen. There we because go. Because we've got both a series of unfortunate events drop oh, this weekend, so and um, Sherlock is wrapping up its season, and possibly the whole show. Well, it will have already aired by the time this episode goes up, but we—I have not seen it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. Well, maybe they'll give me motivation to finally try to muscle through an episode because you really, you really should because I you like know. Doctor Who and it's Stephen Moffat. The, well, you know, he's never like he's good. Every once in a while, on really, Doctor I'm, Who. I like him. I'm, uh, I'm a Stephen Moffat fan. No, I am too. But sometimes when you have a lot of it, you're like, okay, where's well, that's the thing. Where's the three, reality? There's only three episodes, but they feel like movies. <laughs> <laughs> They're movies. They're like an hour and a half. I know. I just I have to get in that mindset of like, this is movie time. We're not mm-hmm. watching a TV that's show. That's true. This is a whole movie. Kind of like when I was doing Westworld, I was like. These are movies because it's not a. I still haven't finished that because Series of Unfortunate Events came out and it's been far more interesting for me. (laughs) So, also, I have more stake in it. I haven't had a chance to check that out, but I am excited too. I will, when you talk about Sherlock being movie length, it's like when I found out Series of Unfortunate Events, each episode was an hour, I'm like, oh, that's going to take some energy to watch. Not really. It does. For me, I uh, didn't read the books or anything. mm -hmm. Well, then I think it'd be really interesting coming in with like no basis for this. I did watch the Jim Carrey movie. Oh, well, you might know. <laughs> you might not know. I don't remember it. Which I did find out a lot of interesting things about that movie today because I was like, I was trying to remember. I'm like, why didn't they make a sequel to this? But then yeah. I looked up like how much money I made and everything. But I'll get to that in a second. Anyways, been reading a lot of comics. Yes. Finished all of Fables. Finished all of Jack of Fables. And now I'm on to the others. I keep finding Fable spinoffs everywhere I go. I keep finding. So now I'm on Ferrist, which is, um, which is pretty cool uh it's it's mainly focusing on the women of fable yes and like the like cinderella has got a really cool story oh no not cinderella i'm sorry uh sleeping beauty briar rose yeah, yeah. uh so she um at some point like they have like this big mission and she goes to sleep because it's sleeping beauty obviously so yeah, that's, that's um, her, uh, great that's her superpower yeah but she kind of like disappears for a while from the story then Fable did this weird thing, or they do this weird thing throughout the stories where it's like characters will leave and there's no mention of like, go check out this story to find out what happened. It's more like, they're gone. And then like, I remember, I remember, uh, Sleeping Beauty like left. Like you saw her, like you like, oh, there's, there's her story. Where's her, where's that going? And then like, Maybe like twenty issues later, it's like, hey, here she is, and she's just standing there, and it's like, wait, no, like, what no, she was asleep, and like to wake up, that's like a big thing, like yeah. that's a, that means a lot, and like she was the when you can move her when she's asleep mm-hmm. um and like 
usually makes everyone else fall asleep. So the people that she's asleep with are big characters. So it's like, what happened to them? Yeah. Now I know what happened to them, and it was really interesting. And now Ferris, like each volume deals with different women. Like Rapunzel got a really cool issue that I just finished, and she, uh, it, like just I'll tell you the intro to her story. Uh, she back in the homelands where she's from, she had a story that she believed she had two twins. But during okay. when she was in labor, uh, a woman like stumbled along and was like, oh, I can help you like here, have this apple to like help you like cope with it. But it, she started hallucinating and like she like this woman, what she believes, yeah. stole the kids because because she heard the kids crying. But the woman gave her two dolls to hold and then she, the woman ran away with the babies. And as far as you can tell, like you, you're trying to like figure out if that actually happened yeah. or were they stillborn or whatever. Like, but anyways, after she's so distraught from this um, and being and being raised by a witch in like the tower, mm-hmm. people don't want to talk to her. So she gets on a ship and she goes to the edge of the world and she falls off of it and she goes to the Hidden Kingdom, which is all the Japanese uh, cool. fables. And so if you know anything from like Japanese lore, like it's really cool. And That's amazing. Like um, Tanuki's over there. Um, like I think there's a lot of names that just like click when you're yeah. when you're reading it, and I really like it. Like a lot of fox lore, a lot of. Um, yeah, the Japanese uh, do a lot with the fox. Like, um, the Native Americans had coyote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, there's a lizard, but like, you have to keep water in his head for him to stay alive. Oh, it's a turtle. Sorry, it's a turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to keep water in his brain so that he can stay alive. But he can pour it out if he falls over or whatever. So it's like, and keep That's pouring amazing. water. It's very. It was a really cool story. And like, it, there's also like a ring type like story in there as well that kind of goes back to like. Some other lore? I don't know. I'd have to go through and read all of it. But Rapunzel, uh, she was actually really cool because she's one of the fables that's allowed to live with the humans, but she can't go out and walk around New York City because her hair grows four inches an hour. So, like, that's super suspicious. That, like, she has to get three haircuts a day. Like, it's there's nothing they can do as far as you can tell. So, Ferris Volume 2 is really good. And I've been, like, keeping up. I read a bunch of... uh, Are you going to ever run out of fable stuff? Uh, yes, I will. And, okay. uh, maybe. What do you do? Cause you blow through stuff. What, what does it feel like when you're done? Sad. Okay. <laughs> I definitely, there was one, uh, one story in Fables that involved Little Boy Blue, uh. I've heard good things Wolf. about Little Boy Blue. Oh, he's so cool. Yeah. He's, the, he might be the coolest, like, superhero I've ever yeah. read. Cause you're like, oh, he's, I want him to win. Yeah. Uh, Big B, and who's also great. And uh, just a really cool story between them that's near the end of everything that's happening in the main Fables book mm-hmm. um, that had me crying. I was like, oh, I can't I can't handle this. Yeah. But I, I would never say what was happening. But also, uh, I bought a couple other stories that I've been going through. I'm reading Love is Love, that DC and IDW yeah. publishing thing. Oh, wow, if you want to cry, <laughs> if you want to cry, like you yeah. can go ahead and pick that up. It's beautiful. This is um, what IDW and DC came together uh, and made a comic. Good for them. Um, to, in the... Proceeds to this comic go to the uh, families of the Pulse yeah. nightclub shooting victims, yeah. and um, oh, yeah, boy, it yeah. is. Um, I was reading one that Tom King wrote. It's like in most of these comics, like it's a collection of comics that a bunch of artists and writers came together and made. Yeah. Um, and Tom King did one that's Batman, and the, it's just one page, and each image is Batman's costume in a different color. Yeah, and he's talking about like. At some point, I have to give up. There's like, at some point, I people are going to keep breaking me and breaking me that I can't get up anymore. But he's like, but today I'm not going to let him, I'm not going to stop. I'm like, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going because 
I have to. Wow. And there's this one that like, oh, it killed me. It was uh, a kid and his dad are standing in front of the Pulse nightclub and like there's a memorial happening. And the the kid's asking like, what, what are, the, are those people in love? And they're like, is your, that love different from yours and mommy's? And it's like, kind of. It's like they just have, they have a lot more to go through than mom and like yeah. mom and me. And he's like, oh, so it's like they got to fight evil. It's like super love. And then the kid looks at the survivors as Superman. Yeah. And they're all holding each other's hands. And I'm like, I can't. Uh, and then the last one, the one that like killed me because it was the imagery that they talked about after the Pulse nightclub shooting was, um, sorry for the sad uh, opening, yeah. guys, but um, I don't care. Uh, the imagery or like the sounds they heard of all the phones going off yeah. in the nightclub and it was haunting because it's people calling to see if they're okay. One comic is written where Batman came in to investigate right after it happened. And yeah. so the people are still laying there and they're drawn and like he's talking about how horrifying it is to just keep hearing that. And then like the the man who was behind it like it it didn't make any sense why he did this. Like he claimed allegiance to ISIS, but like it, you, anyone can do that. Doesn't mean they're part of it. That doesn't mean that's that's yeah. not how it works. And like it, it, he has like a, he has this like really touching monologue, and it's very sad. But at the end, he's standing out like on the rooftop of the nightclub, and there's three cops, and they're like like is he in there? He's like yes, and he's like Bats is the best detective around. If he can't figure out who, why this happened, no one can. Yeah. And then it ends, and it's like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and but uh, good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Good, but uh, positive things. I read that Power Rangers and Justice League team up thing. The team up that did anybody really want? No, it was silly. But the final line is like, like Batman's Batman's getting carried away by a giant pink robotic pterodactyl. <laughs> and like it's like you know what? I'll read this. Like yeah. I don't read Power Rangers. Power Rangers have never really got me. Yeah. Like I remember the movie when I was a kid, and I was like, yeah, yeah Morphin yeah. Time. But it was like I. I don't really have an allegiance to the Power Rangers at yeah. all. The movie looks cool, and I'm, I'm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I but, think we're going to review it for this podcast. Uh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm very excited about that. I also read a few more comics. I'm just flipping through them really Flip through quick. Them real quick, Sam. Just seeing if there was anything that really grabbed my attention. Uh, I've been reading Infamous Iron Man, where it's Victor Von Doom as v- Iron Man. It's really interesting. Is it? Good? Yeah, because he was like. It's just talking about how he's like a second chance, um, which is pretty cool. You can do some really – that's one of the really disappointing things about the Fantastic Four movies is like Doctor Doom is really cool yeah. if you do him right. He's got a lot to say and like talk about. I really – I don't know. I really like it. And the Justice League of America books. They're building up to the Justice League of America yeah, yeah, rebirth. Yes. They did um, Adam with Ryan Choi and mm-hmm. then they just did Vixen. Right? Vixen. A lot of – I read some reviews. People didn't like it. I thought it was very good. Like cool. it was a, a – Vixen is like a – like like in – like Justice League Unlimited, where she's like a pop star. She's like a model. She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's very famous. And she's like a philanthropist. And like she's kind of put in a position where it was like she opened up a home, like a, a like a group that could help inner city kids and yeah. like their families. But one fell through the cracks and like the girl like confronts her about it and was like, why haven't, where's my mom? Like, yeah. and like she goes out and like, they do this really cool imagery where they show all of her blood vessels and like her connectivity to the animals, and on all the blood vessels are different animals inside of her wow. body. So I was like, "This is cool." Yeah, yeah. I like. I really like this. This is really fun. So I'm excited for that to pay off. Should be really cool. Also, I forgot to tell you over the break. I read Kingdom Come. Oh, cool! And I it, because it is dated, and a lot of the a lot of the stuff doesn't. I mean, it, obviously, it's in a different yeah. realm or whatever. But the when it becomes when it gets to the big fight at the end, I was like upset because i was like this is 
awful what's yeah. happening right yeah. now and which is it's meant to be it's meant yeah. to feel like war and it's like this is war like yeah. this is awful what's happening and uh shazam storyline and batman storyline was really cool diana's storyline was really mm. interesting and i love that it was from the perspective of this priest i was like yeah. i love that like and also like the this the, the the twist that happens in the middle with the flash yeah have you read it you you know what i don't think i have i've read oh i've read i don't think i've read it all the way through oh it's it's, read it's pieces of it it's a quick run it's a quick read yeah i it's, just haven't it's one of those it's one of those that um that i haven't gotten back around to you mm-hmm. know from when because it was it had been out for a while by the time i got into comics and so mm-hmm. it was one of those like, like i need to check that one out and it, i just haven't it's very old and but yeah. like oh there's this moment with clark where it's just near it's near the end yeah. after like the big after the big thing yeah and the narrator, like, can somehow, like, talk to him. Mm-hmm. And because he's only supposed to be observing, but it becomes more than that. Yeah. And he talks about what it what makes Superman relatable. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's a relic kind of. But it's like there's a reason why you were such a big deal. Like, it wasn't yeah. that you could do the things you do it's because you could do those things and also be human and like yeah. that's like or at least that's one of the that's one of the pieces of his argument and um the way it ends it's really cute because they um i have read the ending you read the ending so yeah. when they're in the restaurant yeah, the yeah. planet it's so like weird like it's they go to this restaurant called planet krypton and everything's themed dc superheroes even yeah. like there's warner brothers merch on the walls yeah. and stuff and it's like this is weird this is a weird like meta restaurant inside of this world but uh like robin is their waiter and batman's at the table it's like this is this is awkward yeah. right yeah so um i really appreciate it. red red we three and i enjoyed yes. that as well boy was i depressed after i know it ends on a yeah it ends on a little up or no, yeah like it's like it's like plummeting to the it's like a plane plummeting to the ground <laughs> but it's as if it's still crash yeah but most everybody got out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way of yeah, describing it's it. Like, it's like, and if you look at it that way, you're like, yeah, I guess it is a happy ending. Yeah. Like, you don't really like... It's surprisingly gruesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, violent. It, uh, it It's debatable that it needed to be that <laughs> violent. But that, that was Grant Morrison, mm-hmm. right? And I read it, uh, the final thing. First thing with uh, Frank Quietly. Oh, it was very good. Yeah. And uh, last thing, but um, my brother-in-law got me... How to talk to teenage girls? It's a, it's a, it's a comic. Yeah. Uh, how to talk to girls at parties? That's what it's called. And Got um, it. who's the biggest guy? Neil Gaiman. Uh, oh wow. He wrote it, and it's this tiny thing. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's Neil Gaiman. Um, and it's just these two kids. Like one's the nervous guy, and one's like the party guy. And they're like, "We're going to a party," and he's like, "Do you know the directions?" He's like, "Yeah, it's over here." And like they start walking around, they go to like the party, and like they talk to the girls, and they're like. Since I hatched, like they're like they're like they're bug eyed and they're like kind of like they look like normal girls kind of, but their yeah. eyes are way too big and they're just like kind of like dancing, but they're not dancing. They're like the way he describes it, it's like it's not really music; it's just like tones. There's vibrating the house, and it's like it. It was just a really fun story where it's like I, the guys are so thick; they're not like yeah. seeing past them wanting to talk to a girl correctly yeah. for the first time, yeah. and they're not listening to what they're saying, and it's like. I think I think these things have been alive for thousands of years and I think they are really violent but yeah, like they're yeah. very nice right now yeah, like so right. maybe get out of here but it's very it, it was a good read That's it was a cool. good read but 
I know I rambled for a while, but uh, we also like to hear from you guys about what you're into this week. And you guys make little subreddit threads. I appreciate that Ooh. on reddit.com slash r slash only stupid answers. And uh, I just want to read a few off really quick. Josh, that one guy says, I've been reading a lot of Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, and it's been so much fun. It's hilarious, entertaining. Kamala Khan is easily one of my new favorite characters in the Marvel Universe. The storyline where she meets Wolverine is amazing and my personal favorite so far. I'm excited. I yeah. really like her in Champions, and Champions is great. Mm-hmm. And she, when she was Mark in Brady the Avengers, from, for, who wrote Kingdom Come? Oh yeah, it was a he. It's a Champions is a very good read so far. And Gwenpool's about to show up, so I'm very excited. That's about cool. That. She's one of my favorite characters right now. People are reading Why the Last Man. Good. And Pyro Flasher says lots and lots of Sandman. Started reading it after Sam mentioned it on SF. And an SFN video, and I'm obsessed. My mom got me the second Omnibus volume for Christmas after I binged the first half on my iPad. A game of you made a game of you made me cry so hard. Now I only bought I bought the first volume on the Comicsology, and yeah. I haven't gotten to it yet. But. Yeah, it's it's that's another one that I need to um, that I know a lot about, but I have not yet had a chance to read. And it's one of the it's one of the all time greats. Fables. Is taking up a lot of my time. Well, yeah, especially since you've read all of it. <laughs> hey guys, I do other things. I ran today. I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like uh, I'm going to come in next week and be like, I read all of Sandman, and mm-hmm. then I read all of this prequel comic, and then I read all of the Death spinoff. I have and blood then, like pouring out of yeah. my eyes. It's like I have it all. Yeah. I know it all. <laughs> I can now write a whole fable story. You know something that. Um, uh, speaking of Sandman, one of my uh, there was a run by Paul Cornell on Action Comics where the uh, the protagonist was Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. and he runs into death from the Sandman comics. Oh, cool! It's really good. There is a JLA where they meet Morbius, Morpheus, Mor- Morpheus. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Technically, technically, all that takes place in the DCU, but. Yeah. It's one of those. It's weird. It's I don't think they can use those characters without Gaiman's permission. Probably that yeah. makes sense, but um. It's definitely the same like character design, and yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's the same. It's it's him. They want to say there was a moment they were trying to use the character in um, the uh, DC, the Justice League Unlimited, and they oh, weren't cool. allowed to for whatever reason. I think Practice was a very mature character. But... Yeah, no, it's dark. They're like, let's go read about them. It's like, like no, no, you don't do want that. to. Yeah. But also, like all their weird rules was like, no, don't use any Batman villains. Yeah, it or was that like... one time when they made that Aquaman pilot, like you can't use Black Manta in this thing. Why? Why? Why would it confuse no. anyone? <laughs> I, I, the argument for the live action stuff, I don't agree with, but I at least understand. But like live action animation, it's like why though? Like yeah. nobody's gonna, no kids gonna get confused. Yeah. They're like, is this the same Batman? I don't know. Just watch the Batman <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. What's that gonna? What's the Batman thing? But what? I have some fun news. What? What's your fun news, Sam? Okay. <laughs> DJ, I need to know. Are you a fan of watches? You know what? Actually, I am. I yeah. do. I do like watches. They're they're nice. They're nice, and also, um, uh, for completely unrelated reasons, I got a watch recently. Wait, what? I know, what? and it's been nice to be able to look at that instead of my phone. You know what? Yeah, I got a watch too. Completely what? unrelated. This is crazy. What's happening? Are they matching? Different color scheme. Yeah, they are different colors. <laughs> we did get similar ones, but guys, yeah. today I want to talk about for just a hot second. Lord Time Pieces. Now, Please Lord Time Pieces, uh, they're a renowned watch brand, mm-hmm. all right? They've sold over 100,000 watches worldwide. They're great. And these are like some, these are new, this is like a new watch brand that's been taking social media by storm. Lord Time Pieces, remember that name, all right? Because they make it easy and very affordable for you to get a great watch at a reasonable price and yes. also 
kids, keep in mind, uh, boys and girls, yes. depending on who you want to buy this for, mm-hmm. V-Day is coming up. It's Not the horizon. military one, Valentine's Day <laughs> is on the horizon. <laughs> no. And if watches have, are, are always a good gift. Yeah, that's it's that nice, like, it's put a little thought into this. Yes. Yeah. And Lord Timepiece is, is super affordable. And also when we were looking at watches, I almost bought like three. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know I need to control myself. Exactly, self-control. So I picked... A sleek one. Mm-hmm. I picked a very. It's very sleek. It's it's black with some blue hands on it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm a fan of blue. I'm a fan of blue. He's a, he's a blue boy. It's a, yeah, normally if you go to like a department store, mm-hmm. uh, watches like this could cost you like four hundred or five hundred dollars. Yeah, it's not, intimidating. Not here. Not Lord Time pieces. They're super super easy to use. And these watches, just to get a heads up, start at only seventy dollars with free worldwide shipping, which is super, nuts. It's online. No. Super easy. Click a button, deliver it right to your door. How easy is that? It's so easy. And even better, mm-hmm. uh, if you use the code, I believe the code is only. Oh, look at that. It's only. It's only. Uh-huh. You can uh, get 10% off today with free shipping. Uh, yeah. Oh, only. So you just have to go to lordtimepieces.com, mm-hmm. use the code only, and you'll get 10% off. With free shipping. Would you look at that? <laughs> Let's say that promo code one more time. Done. One, two, three. three. Only. only. LordTimePieces.com. It it's plural, guys. Classic design, quality construction, and style minimalism. I like the minimalism. Minimalism. Yes, yeah, I almost here. said like cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, I used to like uh, when I was a young boy mm-hmm. uh, into '90s comics. I used to like a lot of design work mm-hmm. in my watch. They also have those. When I was a grown boy, I'm like, hey, simple. Not... When I saw that new Superman costume, I'm like, uh-huh. this is right. Clean. Yeah, clean Sleek. and nice. I like it. Just like Lord Timepieces. Mm-hmm. Superman would wear Lord Timepieces. I believe he does. Let's take a look. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look, guys. Wow, look at that right look at there. Look that right there. How's it? It stays on, too, when he's going like 7,000 miles an hour. Exactly. Thanks, Lord Time Pieces, and thank you, Superman. So, guys, make sure you check out that link. Please. That way we can all buy matching watches. That's one of my biggest dreams is to have a bunch of people wearing the same watches. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, let's, let's move into the yeah. main meat of this episode. DJ, what's a theme? Well, so, okay. So, like we said earlier, we had a series of unfortunate events. Yes. And we had uh, Sherlock. Oh. And both those, of course, are adapted from books. And yes. so, we asked our audience. I don't know why I got stumbled up on <laughs> sure, that. It was. Is it, though? Let's go look. Oh, my. <laughs> Take uh, a look. Um, and uh, so, I was kind of curious about whether the end Oh, that was that was good. Guys, so, let us know in the comments down below. What's the end of that question? End of that question. <gasps> no, what what was the audience's favorite um, book to screen, whether movie or TV show? Because obviously these are TV shows we're talking about. But first, real quick, Sam. First, what do you think of a series? I unfortunately I meant to watch it before we recorded, but it's mm. been a week. Yeah, you've been busy. <laughs> it's been a lot. Yeah, but um, what do you, what did you th- what do you think? Love it, love it. It is like, so like re- really good. Uh, okay, I. I love the Kate. I don't want to say, I don't want to amp it up. That's the thing is that this is very stylized. So I think that has a chance. It is, but sometimes I can turn people off from things like Wes Anderson. Like some people Mm -hmm. watching like, Oh, this is just goofy. And it's like, well, no, it's not. It's no, no, it's his style. Well, no, you need to calm down. Yeah. So this is Barry Sonman. Okay. Let me go ahead and look up his name really quick. He did, um, man in black. Really? Uh, yeah, this is the guy. So it's it's very much has like those center type shots or like things happening in the background while yeah. like you're, the scene's actually happening up that front. That first Men in Black movie is, is a really, great one. Yes, yeah, Sonfeld. I do not necessarily Sonnen. recommend the other two, but that mm-hmm. first Men in Black is. Three was okay. Three I was, haven't seen it. Oh, okay, it's okay. Yeah. They had some time travel. He did Wild, he produced Wild Wild West. Never mind. But let me look up, yeah, let me look up his uh, filmography really quick. Ooh. But you have. He recently did Nine Lives. 
that Kevin Spacey oh, my movie. Goodness. <laughs> um, that's what we call here in Hollywood working. He's he working. He's, He's working. Work, which yes. is which matters. And he did Pushing Daisies. If anyone was a fan what? of that show, so it has the it has the feel of Pushing Daisies. That's cool. And you got. Pat, Neil Patrick St- Harris, Stanson, uh-huh. <laughs> Neil Patrick Stanson. Um, no, yeah, kind of off. Better than Jim Carrey. Um, Let's throw Jim Carrey under the bus. Under, no. There we go. Okay. But uh, Jim Carrey, I think, has more of the look okay. and of of him. But I think Count Olaf really captures the the character more. That's this no. is my opinion. I mean, a lot of people apparently really like the movie. I, when I saw it, I was very disappointed, okay. and uh, I did not find that movie very good. Mainly because they took the first three books and jammed it into a movie. And now I understand that, like, you can't make thirteen movies. Like yeah. that would you kill the lot. franchise. Yeah. Fast and the Furious, go right ahead, do it. <laughs> They're not based off a book. I don't. What if it was? Yeah. <laughs> um, That'd be amazing. I'd read those books. Yeah. Oh man, it'd be awful. <laughs> um, but but I get it. You want to like condense them a little bit. So the but in a show format, you get to take more time yeah. and like and really get to learn about each character. Like because mm-hmm. each book has very compelling, interesting characters, and I love the way Lemony Snicket writes. It's so interesting, and Lemony Snicket is a character in this. Like yeah, yeah. Um, he's voiced by. Patrick Warburton, Warburton. yeah, but, like, great voice. He's walking around and showing you things that are happening because it, it, the way, from his point of view, is he's been investigating the yeah. li- the the unfortunate events of the lives of the Baudelaire's yeah. and the the three siblings, and um, so you get to see like there's this one shot where he's walking around this like kind of like underground subway cavern thing, yeah. and he, there's like a staircase and he, or a ladder, and he goes up. And he pushes up, he opens the door, and he pushes up the, this, like, carpet, and he's in the living room of the Baudelaire Mansion yeah. as it lights on fire. And, like, and like it's lighting on fire around him, and it's like, this is really That's cool. Crazy. And uh, in the and so for the first season, it's the first four books they're focusing on. That is The Bad Beginning. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bad Beginning, uh, Reptile Room, The Wide Window, and The Miserable Mill. I could be Merciless Mill. Okay. Guys, I'm a bad fan right now that I can't remember. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. I'm on part two. I just started part two of The Wide Window. And is that how they divide it? So it's the the story mm-hmm. divided into parts. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I would suggest, I know Netflix will help you, like, have you skip past the intro on, yeah. like, their shows. I think it's worth watching the intro because it's different every time. And they recap they recap the previous episode, which you you know what's happening because you're probably binging this, but it's a song. So it's, and Neil Patrick what? Harris wrote it. And what? with um, James Newton Howard, and he did, James That's Newton amazing. Howard did all the music for it. And there are times when they have to do CGI because this world is not a, the city or wherever they're taking the place wherever this is taking place isn't real so I I think they have a good they do a good job of using practical and CG and it just got like this really cool 90s vibe of movies like Men in Black also kind of Stuart Little with the tiny house in the middle of the big city Um, if you remember Mouse Hunt kind of like that too Uh, like just the way that was shot and the humor and uh, uh, I don't remember the books ever being particularly funny when I was a kid I'd never read them for the humor but Ken Olaf injects it while at the same time being very like scary. Yeah, yeah. But you have to remember that like, oh man, there's just so many like good characters. And I just want to look up the filmography really quick because in the movie Meryl Streep was in it. Um like oh, there was wow. a yeah, there I was a that. Yeah, she was I saw the movie. I never read any of the books, but I remember seeing the movie. I remember seeing the movie. I do not remember anything about the movie. No, yeah. Yeah. It's uh Count Olaf wanting their fortune. He wants yeah. the kids' fortune. So there's like a bunch of plans. How many episodes? Uh in this season there's eight. So two Oh wow. Yeah. So there's yeah two per book that's not bad at all no you've sold me i definitely want to check this mm-hmm. out and ah, man the actor who plays uncle monty because the point is that they go to different relatives yeah. like uh to live with 
and uh, where is he? What's the actor's name? Uh, Asif Manda Mandvi. I'm sorry, I apologize. Uh, oh, it's Asif Mandvi from uh, yes. uh, The Daily Show and everything. Yes, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's Uncle Monty, and he is so charming. He That's is great. He's a herpetologist, okay. a studier of snakes, and it's there like it's all like quirky, fun writing like that. But they build out the world to exist in something like that, and at the same time. The way the book will make fun of books, this yeah. makes fun of watching movies and streaming. Cool. So it's like, why would you go to a movie when you could just watch it in the comfort of your home? And like, as you know, Patrick Harris is like saying that line, he's turning to the camera to like talk to you, That's and then cool. it goes back. And it's like the whole thing is not fourth wall breaking; it's more just like acknowledging yeah. that like this is introspective and like meta and very fun. I like it. But I'll also, check it out. last thing they add, they added. A bun- they added a few stories that I'm not going to talk about mm-hmm. that are not in the books. Oh, cool. And you will know by the end of the first episode, you're like, wait, if you read the books, you'd be like, that those that's not supposed to happen. That's all different. And like th- that will be sprinkled throughout the other episodes. At least thus far, it's okay. been sprinkled throughout the other episodes. And there's so many celebrity cameos. You're like, oh, that's so happy. Joan Cusack. That's cool. Yeah. So for somebody like me who has not read the books, do uh-huh. you think I'd still enjoy it? I think so. I okay. think I say give it a try. Give it a try. Okay. Um, it's definitely a flavor, and it, it gets going. Oh, man, I just really, I thoroughly enjoy this. It's Very like, cool. it's just a new thing. It feels new, and I really cool. appreciate it. So, um, yeah. I'm very excited about it. That's awesome. Well, the other thing that we have this week is uh, Sherlock is wrapping up, and you've if you watch you've started watching. I yes, I got okay. solid ten minutes into the first <laughs> episode. Yes, so I started watching it. Well, I think for you, like especially since you're a Doctor Who fan, mm-hmm. like uh, Stephen Moffat, I think is really good at writing characters that are smart and also characters that just sound smart. Yeah, uh, because because this really runs with. Um, Sherlock Holmes has kind of a preternatural intelligence. And so sometimes the deductions he comes to as he explains how he got there, if you go back and you like pick it apart, you're like, eh, that's not how things work. But in the moment, especially with Benedict Cumberbatch, he's really the, the he's really good at selling it. Like you really like it's it's I'm such a nerd. I'm sorry. Like um if you had somebody like him playing Lex Luthor mm-hmm. in like Batman v Superman or something like that, it you I think you'd buy just because of his gravity. You'd be like, oh yeah, that guy is as smart as he says he is. Man, he would be terrifying. Yeah, he'd be good for scary. him that he's Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. he would have he would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Martin Freeman is just the best. They're great together. The way they depict their relationship is really good. And I also really like uh, the the way the series. It's just three episodes each season. And their movie length. And so it's you get three Sherlock Holmes movies a season. And mm-hmm. it's just a really I think season one and two are probably the best. I don't know, the last episode we got so the last episode I saw was called The Lying Detective. Mm-hmm. The second episode of the fourth season. And it was great. First season first episode of the season was fine. Mm-hmm. There's usually each season with three episodes, you have one that's fine and then one that's like, Oh, that's really great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and so the second episode was really good. The antagonist they set up for the final episode i can't especially if they're ending the show on this episode mm-hmm. i can't think of a better antagonist for sherlock holmes especially since they dealt with moriarty in season two. Oh, they did yeah did they get to the hound 
They did. That is the worst episode of the show. Damn. Yeah, and it's that's funny like the that's the most iconic. I, it is the most iconic, and they try to do some stuff with it that you're like, oh, this could be fun, and by the end you're like, you didn't quite land this one, guys. Yeah. So it's not awful. None of it's ever awful. Mm-hmm. It's just the weakest of all the episodes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a bummer. Yeah. I was very excited because I saw it on like the list, and I was like. <gasps> But the cool thing is that they they mix and match. They remix so many classic storylines. Like the first one this season is um, The Six Thatchers, which is based off of a Sherlock Holmes, I believe, short story called The Six Napoleons, mm-hmm. which deal, dealt with Napoleon busts, and this deals with Margaret Thatcher busts. Oh, cool. But they so they they take so much, like, not just specific stories, but um, things that authors have added later on after, after Arthur Conan Doyle, mm-hmm. and they mix and match, and, of course, they modernize it. And I think one of the things that really makes the show special is one, it's super energetic. Um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it didn't do the thing that the Robert Downey Jr. movie did, where it's like now he can fight and stuff. Mm-hmm. It creates energy out of the thought, uh, the, out of the thought process. Mm-hmm. It tries to visualize the way his brain works mm-hmm. and tries to make energy out of thinking. And that's something that I really appreciated with Stephen Moffat's stuff is the value he puts on thinking about things and intelligence. Mm-hmm. He almost fetishizes it in those shows. Uh-huh. Um, um, and I, I've grown to really appreciate that because when you're a kid, you want the good guy to be able to like outfight people. But it's it's a neat skill to just be ahead of people and be able to focus on details. And, of course, this version of Sherlock also focuses on how that thought process kind of disconnects him from humanity. And mm-hmm. how he's kind of a jerk. He's kind of a big jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing and evolving from that. And so the cast is really great. The writing's really good. It's a really cool take on the character. So I, I would give it, give it a, especially since the episodes are like movie length, give it an episode. Mm-hmm. See if you can get through one of them. And um, I can get through it. I'm trying to remember. I can make it. The, fir- the first episode, the first episode of the first season is really good. I'm trying to remember the other episodes that season. Season two has some of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. And then season three has an episode that's just really, uh, really great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it doesn't always fire on all cylinders Mm -hmm. but for the most part acting writing directing the whole thing just clicks really well toby jones is in this season Mm -hmm. as um i love toby as an antagonist and Mm -hmm. they do some really cool things with him i what if i just watched elementary on cbs no don't do that although it's funny (laughs) the um um what's that actor's name that plays him something lee something Mm -hmm. um the the actor that plays Sherlock Holmes in Elementary and Benedict Cumberbatch did a stage play of Frankenstein mm-hmm. where they switched roles of or Frankenstein or I think it was Frankenstein. It might have been Doctor No, it's, I think it was Frankenstein. Where they switched the roles of the creator and the monster. Weird. How? Yeah, they well they would they would do one show where one was the oh, creator and oh, the monster okay. and then they'd do another show where they they flipped roles. Uh-huh. So they cool. uh, that's they, really hard. You have to learn uh, to Whole different characters. Yeah, I'm, uh, they definitely did a play together. I feel like I'm mixing my metaphors a little bit on that one. I'm, I do that a lot. You know what? Hmm. The fans will tell me. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of them, yes, they. We asked you guys, and you guys tweeted us some of your favorite book to film or yes. TV adaptations. We got some good ones. Some, yeah. some that I don't normally think about because I I immediately went to Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings was pretty unanimous yeah. uh, across the board. But we have one from Josh Flores at Josh That One Guy. Easily, Lord of the Rings, Jurassic Park, and Jaws are also great ad- adaptations that successfully stray away from the book. Buke. Yeah, I don't normally think of, uh, I always forget, you like Jurassic Park, of course, uh, Jaws mm. I never think of. Man, Jurassic Park is a, 
Uh, no offense to Michael Crichton fans, but Michael Crichton is pretty dry. He will build out a lot of the science mm-hmm. of it, and you're like, okay, now I'm just reading the lab report. Like yeah. it's just like it's not as fun anymore. I read Prey, which was a bunch of nanites that got out mm-hmm. and would just like devour and multiply, and like it was a it's nightmare. Um, but I couldn't finish it because I, like, I, uh, and I also read one where it was like the apocalypse machine or the Armageddon machine, something yeah. like that, where like they made this machine that can make earthquakes and like they put it on an island that's like going to blow with a volcano and you're like I'm like 500 pages into this and yeah. literally nothing has happened yet <laughs> like I mean someone stole something within the first chapter and after that it's like a guy talking about how his life has gone bad because he's buying multiple <laughs> forms of Tupperware at Walmart and I'm like Jeez. I was like what kind of placemats do I need to get and I was like I don't care I well, don't care speaking of Crichton he uh, wrote the, and directed the original directed to the original Westworld movie oh yeah. that's cool yeah, yeah. that's cool, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, Orvis at Orvis 92 depends if the if by best you mean both in quality and similarity to the source material I'd go with silent, the Silence of the Lambs again haven't thought about that yeah that was, yeah the Silence of the Lambs is a great movie I've never seen You've never seen Silence of the Lambs? I, I I only saw it recently because of the Hannibal series. Mm-hmm. When that show was coming out. Um, you want to do your research. I went, yeah. So I saw uh, Silence of the Lambs, which is amazing. Red Dragon, which I thought was good. Manhunter, which was an older adaption of um, read the book Red Dragon as well, directed by Michael Mann, that I actually, uh, some people are not as keen on it. I actually really like it. I'm a big Michael Mann fan. So I like that ad- Did adaption. Did he do Black Hat? He did. Oh wow, that's a bad movie. <laughs> but he also I, did Heat. Have you ever seen Heat? No, Heat's good. Heat's yeah. good. But um, just Black Hat. I was like, oh. Have you ever seen? This is the boring type of hacking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you seen uh, Thief? Mm. I think it was his first feature film. It's familiar. I believe it's James Caan in the lead, and he he went to actual guys that perform heists, mm-hmm. and so the, it's one of the. You can most... call him up. Those are people. You yeah, get in the exactly. Yellow books. Yeah, he did. Um, he it's one of the most realistic de- depictions of a heist on film, and it, it's a really great movie. I I like the level of detail mm-hmm. you see, especially in like Thief and um and Heat. The level of detail that goes into like he's like, no, I'm not going to do mm-hmm. a flashy movie version of this. I want to know how this works. That it happens in Black Hat. But then you're like, but then he gets starts to stray away because there's a part where like a nuclear reactor, like malfunctions and yeah. like goes fails whatever mm-hmm. what is meltdown and yeah. um, they get it contained, but like they send the hacker in in a radiation suit to get the computers that are fried and it's like, why'd you send the hacker in there? Like <laughs> that makes no. Like we're trying to ground this in reality and it was like there's also one part. You don't hire Chris Hemsworth to just sit around yeah. all day. Yeah, I wouldn't have hired him as the the hacker. No offense, but like. And <laughs> there's this part where, like, this woman shows up and is like, and they're going to have sex in three, two. Oh, you beat me to it. Like, yeah. And they're already doing to be it. be fair, Chris don't, Hemsworth. Don't know her name yet. Yeah. Don't know her name yet, but it's like, and there you go. There and is. at the end of the movie, you're like, and they're going to fly away on a plane together in three, and then two. they go. <laughs> they're going to just beat me to all the tropes of, of these kinds of movies. Another tweet. Yes. Data Queen. Yes. At tired and mean. That's fine. That's me all the time. Yeah. Uh, not sure if it's the best, but Fight Club had a great movie ad- adaptation. Even Palinik. There you go. Uh, Good oh, job. Nailed it. Thank you. I'm bad at talking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> preferred the movie ending. Oh, because Chuck Palinik wrote the. He yes, recently wrote the book. I know that name because I read a little bit of Fight Club 2. 
that oh, came out. Oh, the comic. Yeah, yeah, comic, yeah. yeah. And then he also did Choke, which was adapted into a movie. If you guys hear this sound, if this is making a sound, that's me banging on my head. My head, which you probably should really stop. It helps it's, me think. No, don't do it. You're stressing me out. I'm worried about you. Listen. No, don't do it. That's my forehead. Don't stop it. My forehead. Have you, you've seen Fight Cup, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. I had to think about it and just blurted it out of my mouth. <laughs> that was, um, um, here's the problem with this. It's, I haven't read most of these books. Oh, no. I mean, I've just seen the movies. But, I, like, but Fight Club, I guess it's a good adaption if the movie's really great. I've heard that, that that's one of, it's one of the better adaptations. The One of the um, few times I've heard of an adaption possibly being better than the book is The Prestige, which is a movie that I love. Uh-huh. And the book is, I've, re- I've read about the book. I haven't taken the time to read the book. And it's it's interesting. But mm-hmm. I think I like what the movie does better. I think, I've, I've wanted to rewatch the movie because I only saw it in theaters. And by the end of it, I was like, I thought I was getting something else. I thought I was going to get a different type of movie. Yeah. And then, like, I was watching it. And I'm like, this is still interesting, but it's not what I, w- it's not what I wanted. And, like, I, and I also I saw when I was, like, like yeah. in high school, maybe, like, junior high. I don't remember when that movie came out. But it was, like, I couldn't really get past that. So yeah. I was like there is a cool movie in here and by the time when it wraps up all the mysteries i was like i don't think this paid off for me i don't think yeah. i i don't think i er, i don't think i got what i what i wanted it's interesting because so. i remember that was one of those year of the warring movies where there's two movies that seem similar mm-hmm. uh the um ed norton's the illusionist came out and then the prestige Oh yeah. yeah, Illusionist is pretty good. I like the Prestige way more. Mm-hmm. I Prestige might be one of my favorite movies. I rewatched. I mean, I watched Illusionist like a year, or two years after You're it like, came out. I watched the Illusionist once a year. <laughs> once a year, <laughs> I have a holiday set up. Yeah. Uh, Josh Escon mm-hmm. at Monsieur underscore Cipher Return to Oz is great as both a sequel slash depiction of. The world of the books also has one of my favorite movie robots. They with this tweet they had a picture of TikTok, uh-huh. uh, the robot from that. And I remember watching Return to Oz, which is really weird. I think they were Wait, trying isn't to... Return to Oz like the kind of weirdly violent one. Like, yeah, or... it, sound, it, it was very weird. I remember watching it as a kid. But I, the one thing that always stuck stuck out to me in Return to Oz and like the Wizard of Oz sequels in the books uh-huh. was how the companions get way cooler in the sequels. Like. You go, switch out the Tin Man for like a robot, and uh-huh. switch out the Cowardly Lion for a tiger. Uh huh. And there's like a sleigh. I'm like I'm looking at it right now. There's like a jack o' lantern, and it's like yeah. Oh, uh, I can't remember his name, but like yeah, that's you tw- switch out the scarecrow with a jack o' lantern guy, and it's like this is so mm-hmm. cool. But speaking of Return of Oz, I, the Wizard of Oz is not only one of the best movie book to movies, mm-hmm. but one of the best movies ever, and the best utilization. I don't know if there's ever been something quite as clever mm-hmm. i think is the word i want to use is like the starting with the black and white and oh, then it's going so to the cool. full technicolor like I, mm-hmm. I can i can imagine your mind just being imagine blown. planning that yeah. that would be so cool well, in an audience especially before you had twitter and the internet and everything was spoiled a million times before you ever got into the theater you're just sitting there like uh-huh this movie and then it goes technical and you're like your mind just melts you know Oh, Jack Pumpkinhead. Sorry, I had to find, I was really set on finding that name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to know. I just remember those guys on the wheels, and I was very scared when I was a kid, and I saw that, like those guys who have like wheels in their hands, and they yeah. would like, roll around looking for her. That's I was right. Like, yeah, I was like, I don't I mixed like that this. movie up in my brain with the uh, never-ending story sequel. Is Which never-ending <laughs> story sequel had Jack Black in it? I have to find what? that out. I have, Jack Black Yes, was in Jack one Black was in one of them, and uh, there was, okay, never-ending story. never Ending mm-hmm. story. story. Okay, so we had Never Ending Story, 1984. Next chapter, 1990. And then number three was 
Yeah, number three. He was a number three. Uh, oh, wow, man. They really downgraded a lot of their... <laughs> I wish I could show you pictures of this. But, um, yeah, Jack Black was in this. It was like he's very young. He was super young, 1994. I was Jeez. I was one years old. And he had... He was blonde. He had dyed his... He had bleached his hair. Wow. And I, is he... Oh, he's not the it? kid, is he? No, he's a bully. Uh, okay. There's the there's the boy and uh, Bastion. Yes. Uh, a young boy must restore order when a group of bullies steal the magical book that Oops. acts as a portal between Earth and the imaginary worlds of Fantasia. Because I remember there's one scene where like Jack Black's reading it and like the the school is being overrun by like a lot of the creatures. Like they're running out of like the portal into yeah. the school. And I remember I watched <laughs> the second one. And I was like, what is happening in this one? This is the one where he's, like, losing his memories, like, the more he goes along, the right? The third one? No, the, the second, second one? one. The second one, right? Maybe. Isn't the second one that ends with, oh, it might be the first one, where it's supposed to be, he's supposed to find courage, and it's this big, like, Niagara Falls waterfall, and for some reason, the water was a little brown for some reason. I'm like, is that courage? Is courage brown? <laughs> is that what courage looks like? <laughs> I don't remember. Never Ending Story, I'm going to be honest, was not for me. I know, really? it's, I know I, it's very popular. I revisited it. Not scary recently you know what gamor freaked me out the wolf thing that that works with the nothing yeah terrifying rewatching it's like still scary is that the one where like the horse drowns and like yes, you're like in the oh, tar you're like why but it does have i believe that's you get Rockbiter, who's amazing who's an amazing creation um you get falcor who's really cool falcor is really cool um and then i think there's that giant turtle that he uh that sounds familiar. It's been a while. There's yeah. a lot of myth- mythology that he uses, and I believe it's in the second one, the the or the first one. The second one introduces like a guy that rides on a bat, and another guy that rides on the snail that might be in the first one. Snail sounds familiar too. Yeah, yeah. The, the, but the snail's super fast for some reason, mm-hmm. and you got a person that switched faces. I like that kind of. It's like Wonderland. Like, yeah, yeah, I like that kind of imagery in kids' stories where it's like, it's fun, it's creative, and everything is slightly creepy and gross. Yeah. Like, like it's because I feel like that perfectly captures a kid discovering the world for the first time. Everything's fun and exciting and slightly terrifying. Mm-hmm. I might give him another shot. Let's start with the third and work our way down to <laughs> we'll one. Right back. Actually, mm-hmm. it's probably the best way to watch those. Oh, wait. Okay, I love this. Uh, Kate Appleby at Kate Apples. In all seriousness, I think Holes was a fantastic adaptation. Holes is a great movie. Holes holds up. I remember Holes holds up. I did read Holes, mm-hmm. and I did watch the movie, and I do not remember either. That's fine. Yeah. That's totally. It was Stanley Yell Nats because yeah. it's Stanley backwards and forwards. That's funny. Yeah. I remember it's uh, uh, Shia the Beef. Shia the Beef. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, that was his first movie role coming out of Even Stevens, which I remembered enjoying a lot as a young man. And I never Stevens. watched that. I, wasn't... I enjoyed it a lot. It was very funny. He was very funny in mm-hmm. it. That was... I had high hopes for that boy. I. I, he's going to come back. I mean, he's always doing movies he is, and stuff. You know what? I saw an interview with him. I, I saw. I heard an interview with him on the radio. And it was like, he's really charismatic and charming and very into what he was doing. And it's like, good for you, man. Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad you, it sounds like you're, you seem, he still seems very intense. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like he's figuring his stuff out. I think and, most child actors are probably really intense to be around. Why would you say Why being thrust into gone? that kind of business at, like, what, seven? Like, yeah. what would that do to a person? Uh, last week, Danny mm-hmm. at I, Daniel Sutton, I, mm-hmm. sure, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Great movie that managed to fit six books into one hour and 50 minutes without feeling messy. It. I don't mean to be rude. It definitely does start to feel messy near the end when they have to shove in the rest of, like, the... I, the uh, boyfriends. Yeah, I think they could have cut out one or two of the exes. You, but it's seven evil exes. Like that's. I get that. Uh-huh. Maybe make it six evil exes for the movie. It's seven. Seven evil X. 
It has to be. And like that that's why I'm like I understand that. but like and I think they did a really good job like but I think in the beginning to set it up they give a lot of the other exes a lot of screen time. Yeah. And you're like, okay, there's definitely a lot more interesting ones that like the Katanagi twins, like Katanagi, I think that's what their name is. Uh they're twins and yeah. she dated both of them at the same time and they have this really awesome battle where they're playing versus them at the yeah. same time and like they make like monsters out of music and yeah. they fight each other. Not in the comic. Not that's not what happens whatsoever. Like he he fights them, but in the comic they make robots that Scott has to fight all the wow. time. And there's this really cool scene where um, I liked in the movie when they added um, who plays Captain America, like Chris Evans. Chris Evans. He's, yeah. That was the first time where I was like, this Chris Evans guy, man. I think yeah. he's got chops, right? Because it was like he was funny, yeah. and like he was he was he still played the he was um like a weird version, a warped version of what he usually plays. Yes. Um, but. All of that doesn't happen in the book either. He like I like the idea of like fighting the stunt doubles and like yeah. they make it more of a video game. I like Michael Sarah's little sides like they shoot movies in Vancouver. Yeah, they shoot movies in Canada. Oh, in Toronto. Yeah, in yeah, Toronto. Yeah. 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 And um, but in the book they have this really cool scene where it's like it's it, they're shooting at the castle like yeah. that that castle and like I like in the comic they and in real life like they these are all locations that exist. They, the comic yeah. exists in places that are real and um instead of fighting they sit down and talk about it for a long time they just like they like he's like i don't want to fight like i just wanted to be a part of a group of people like she was yeah. she kind of ruined my life like yeah because she's not a good person like yeah. no one in the story the more you read it it's like no these aren't good people like yeah. they're jerks like at the end of the day they're each one of them is a jerk except for knives knives yeah. isn't a jerk uh and there's a lot of cool scenes where knives because she's younger she like tries to confront Ramona a lot, and yeah. she's like, "You're fat." Like that's all she could say is like, "Oh, because you're so ugly and fat." And like it's just like it's it's like it's awful smack talking. Ramona's like, "What are you talking about? This makes it doesn't. What are you saying?" And like yeah. finally at the end, they're like, "You find out there's like, yeah, he cheated on both of you. Like he cheated yeah. on both of you." And it's like, no, he's not a good person. He's a loser. Yeah. And uh, but by the end of it, like. They grow out they of grow, it. They grow, they and they grow out of it. Yeah. And also, I, I read all of it because I finished Scott Pilgrim on the plane. Another series I finished. Um, <laughs> so much. I know, right? My brain hurts. Um, <laughs> but I, I remember reading at the end, there's this weird line that Ramona, Ramona says where it's like, they thought that she was floating in this like empty space, this like dream highway she uses to get around places. Yeah. And it's kind of in the movie, it's mentioned a little bit. And like, you think that that's where she's been. But yeah. then she was like, no, I was with my dad. And I was like... Wait, so does all the fantasy stuff, is that real? Like, you like left what, to like, what just happened? Like, maybe I missed it. Like, guys, if you listen, if you really like Scott Pilgrim, let me know if I completely missed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I was a little tired on the plane, so I, I can it. imagine. Um, that, I, there's parts of that movie that I really, really enjoy. I think it's oh, a yeah. good movie. A majority however, of it I like. Yeah, however, I don't th- I think it might be my least favorite Edgar Wright movie. Well, oh, I think World's End is. Oh, I like uh, World's End a lot. I do not. Yeah. For me, the, um, the, Scott Pilgrim is a little too into it. So it it thinks it's too like it thinks it's really clever. Uh-huh. It's like when somebody says something really clever, and you're like, "Oh, that was clever," and then they wink at you like, "Wasn't that clever?" And you're like, "Okay, that's you need to calm down." It definitely is nonstop when you're watching it, well, like most it's Edgar lot, Wright yeah. movies. But it's like, okay, all He's these got a new movie this year. Yes, yeah. I'm excited for it. But uh, but in the comic, like all those inside jokes are spread out over five, six books. Yeah, and you're like, okay, I can handle this. But and in the movie, you're that? like. Uh, it like yeah, bread makes you fat. Like that's a funny joke they go with, and um, they're just like powering through it in that movie. It's like okay, we're getting all the inside mm-hmm. jokes. Don't blink, or you're gonna miss something yeah. really important. I don't know, but uh, overall, I I think 
shockingly oh I didn't want to say I did look up a little few things on the Serious Unfortunate Events movie yes. it actually did, worldwide domestically it didn't do it did pretty well didn't do yeah. so hot but worldwide it did really well and it's Nickelodeon Studios first ever Oscar it won it for makeup for Count Olaf and they wanted to do a sequel but there was a big shake up at Paramount because Whoops. Nickelodeon if you don't know Paramount owns like Nickelodeon it's all Viacom yeah. uh there's a big shakeup and like everything got delayed, but Jim Carrey, the director, and the writer were like, Yeah, we want to make a second film. But like just they were like they kept pushing it off, pushing it off because it didn't do so well. It still yeah. won him an Oscar, but it still didn't make that much money. Um but eventually when they were like they were given a somewhat green light, the kids had aged up. Like they didn't they yeah. weren't the right age anymore. So it was like you'd have to I was Get gonna say kids. buy new kids. So it was like you gotta <laughs> buy new kids. Yeah, go buy new kids. Yeah. Which was a bummer. So I was like, but I'm not the biggest fan, and I enjoy that we have this, this series, series now. now yeah. So I highly recommend it. It's a you just kind of get like sucked into this world. I'm like, I want to, I want to know yeah. how these quirky quick, do, people are. Do you have a favorite book to screen adaption that you can think? of? Oh, but um, I think that I mean, oh, he got me. Uh, I'll give you one while you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if this is my favorite, mm-hmm. but um, I was actually a really big fan of Where the Wild Things Are. I didn't see it. I, you know what? I yeah. really recommend it. I don't know if it's good for young people, like really young people, like little kids. Mm-hmm. But I really, because adaptions are weird to me. Because in some ways, like why do they, why should they exist? Because uh-huh. you have the original material. And I think the best way is either if you're really the the best way to do it is if you take it's like translating something to another language. Mm-hmm. The 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 language of books is different than the language of movies. So if you take the stuff like what he did with Where the Wild Things Are was took what the story meant to him. He wasn't really adapting where the wild things are the book as so much as what where the thing where the wild things were meant to him as a young man, mm-hmm. as a as a as a little boy, mm-hmm. and so I think that made it more personal and interesting, and so I think you need to find I think for any movie to really be special, it needs to be very it needs to be personal for the people making it, mm-hmm. um, so you need to find that you can't just like it's not like a paint by the numbers like well it looks the same like that's not. Again, that's not part of the translation process. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of one of my big beefs with Watchmen is it's it's slavishly similar in some ways, but like the themes and the subtext of a lot of what's going on is missing. Yeah, because that's it's, what makes it like we've we've talked about it before. Like you mentioned specifically like the Rorschach yeah. thing. That's yeah. the best example where it's like, no, the director just kind of wanted like or maybe the studio just wanted it to feel like another superhero movie yeah. where it's like near the end, you're kind of left with the big question of that yeah. like Watchmen presents but all the separate, like, smaller things that, like, and they're not small. They're, like, yeah. they're just individual stories. But, like, they're what build the comic up yeah. that make people, at least for me. And, yeah. like, so when you take, take all that out, it's just kind of ru- ruins it. It kind of ruins it. I think, because I'm blanking, and I know you guys are going to give me crap for it, and you can go list off even more adaptations on Twitter at yeah. Only Stupid Answers, at Sam Basher, at DJ Talks Trash. Yes, Little plugs. But... Do you remember the book Tuck Everlasting? Yeah. There was a movie, and shockingly, they, they nailed it. Like, it was a very good... It was book to... It was like they took the book on set and just read the lines and everything. Okay. And then, like... But I thought... That works, too. I mean, like... I, it does. And I think, actually, right now, like, that was very good. But because I am blanking, I think a series of unfortunate events, this web, this Netflix series... Not a web series. Netflix series <laughs> is... Maybe my favorite. I think it's. I think it's very well done, and is it, it is both true to the books, but it's building out. It's kind of building out this other mystery of something that's happening behind the scenes with um because you're only following the the 
the orphans. You're only yeah. ever following the orphans. Like you might get some side stories of Lemony Snicket talking about Beatrice, and you'll figure out who Beatrice is the more you watch the book, uh, the movies, or read the books. But um, in this, it's like it'll pull away, and it'll be like Count Olaf's doing this right now, and it's yeah. like that's or these other characters are doing this right now. It's like, this is why things play out the way they do. It actually explains it more while adding more humor and also building out, like, the world of, man, these adults are dumb. Like, these yeah. adults are stupid. And, like, you kind of have to accept that because also this was a kid's book. And yeah. um, so you just kind of accept that and that the kids are the smart ones in this scenario um, and you enjoy it from there. Yeah, that's cool, too. I like the idea of adding stuff to it. There's a, there's a graphic a novel series that I've always wanted to adapt um and my uh, i believe that was siri uh, thanks season. thanks for joining in siri. siri we appreciate you dropping by I'm so uh, sorry. but my my in the, the big difference i want to do there's a uh, my favorite character and it does not show up till literally the halfway point mm-hmm. and um but through a flashback you find out that he kind of got involved before the series even began. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what were you doing for 50 issues? Yeah. And so that's a whole other thing. Like I, you, I'd probably be slavishly devoted to the stuff from the, the comic and to the, like, um, but the addition would be you're filling that backstory. That's just that, that something could have been in there. I, I think there's a bunch of smart ways you can adapt something and you just have to really be engaged with the material. Mm-hmm. Really? pretty cool well guys make sure you hit us up on social media yes. and let us know what are some of your favorite book to screen adaptations yeah but if you want to i was going to think i was going to try and find a smooth transition for this mm-hmm. and i could not but also we have another sponsor this episode which Whoa. is helping us keep it free for you guys obviously we and you able to go to these platforms and get it for free and this is allowing us the opportunity to do that so i would like to give a big shout out thank you to penn state world campus Woo. We've had them on episodes before. Uh, if you're looking to listen, if you weren't able to finish your college education mm-hmm. the first time, if work on the way, if you're looking to get your education, if it, you know, like 2017 is the year that I'm going to get my stuff together, uh, I highly recommend checking out Penn State World Campus. You just described me a lot. So, uh, for this <laughs> well, there year, you go there. for this year, and I, I've been very interested with the sponsorship. It was really cool when they reached out to us. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy they're able to. Help us out here on Only Stupid Answers. Well, they're ranked number one for online bachelor's degree by bachelor's degrees by U.S. News and World Report. Oh. Um, they're ranked top ten in online graduate programs in business, education, engineering, and technology. My personal favorite is that they have admission counselors and coaches available to help you decide if Penn State World Campus is the best fit for you. Because I remember when I was going, when I was originally going to school, like. That was the most stressful thing for me. It was like, uh, you guys are probably similar to me, is that your brain kind of goes in a bunch of different directions at the same time, and you're like, you have to, you kind of have to start making some decisions. And what I found the most helpful was that I was able to sit down with somebody whose job is to do this. Like, they're able to be like, what do you find are your best skills, or like, what are you most interested in? And they can point you in the right direction. And I'm a big fan of that. And so if you want to know more, check out worldcampus.psu.edu. If what we're saying is perking your ears up mm-hmm. and uh, it sounds like a good deal and you're looking to advance your career and advance your education worldcampus.psu.edu give it a look and see for yourself let's say that all together one more time worldcampus.psu.edu Penn State World Campus it's a world of possibilities online boom there it is I really want to do voiceover work and I hope I think you know what I think you'd be really good at it thank you it's the same voice, and they're like, and there he is. And there's that there's there's the Sam. guy. And guys, I want to do a quick shout out to you because you've been so supportive. We've had 
uh, sponsors on the show. We've been able to try out more sponsors, which yeah. is so cool because, like we've said, is this is free content, and man, are we proud to be able to do that for you guys. Yep. But there are we it by doing that, we sometimes need to have sponsors on yeah. these shows so that we can keep it free. And overall, oh, across all of our social media, you guys have been supportive. So, and supportive. I was almost like. I think one person said they were proud of us, and I was like, I can't handle that. That is, that's too positive. So I want to say from the bottom of my heart, and DJ, I'm going to yes. put words in your mouth. Please do. Uh, that we're thankful, and we're yeah. grateful of you guys. So thank you so much. But one more time, a little shout-out where you can find us on social media. Twitter, Only Stupid Answers. Yank those vowels out of... Only Stupid Answers. On stupid. 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 Thank Sorry. you. No vowels and Only Stupid <laughs> Answers. <laughs> it's N-L. <laughs> Ain't those vowels out of stupid, but also Only Stupid Answers, Instagram, Facebook. Where can they listen to us? On uh, Spotify and Stitcher and iTunes and Audio Boom and, oh, yes. <laughs> and more to come. Yeah. DJ Little Plugs. Uh, you can find me at DJ Talks Trash on Twitter, Instagram, um, and YouTube. And also, I just announced this week <gasps> that I am launching a crowdfunding campaign Whoa. for my very first comic book. Uh, I have not released the d- date for the campaign yet. However, it is coming soon. And it'll be really cool. Um, I'm going to need your guys' help making a comic because it's so, so expensive. Did you guys know that making comics <laughs> so are expensive? <laughs> yeah, pay the artists. I've got I've got like five different artists working for me right now mm-hmm. on different aspects of the project. Uh, and then the reward is, is just a lot. So I'm going to need your help. Point is, I'm going to need your help. But in return, you will get your hands on the comic. You'll be the first to um, uh, get what might what I. Uh, I'm not. I've not read every comic of 2017, but I'm going to put it out there that this might be the craziest comic of 2017. Is all I'm saying. Oh, so you posted a little tease of it? Yeah, right? on my Instagram, mm-hmm. and all next week I'm going to be uh, posting um, uh, more art, um, introducing people to the characters of the comic, <gasps> and this is all leading up to when I'm going to announce the launch of the campaign. Um, so stay tuned here. Stay and check out my Instagram and. Um, and my YouTube videos mm-hmm. and you'll get you get more of that information and I'm I'm I had a blast making this. I hope you guys have a blast reading it and being a part of it. Guys, DJ's been really excited about this for a long time. Dream come true. Go support him. You guys are so supportive already. Yeah. Just go one more little inch. Go check this out. You guys uh, really are the best. Sam, what do you plug yourself? Here I am. Yes. Oh I was gonna say only stupid answers no, again. At Sam Basher, Instagram, Twitter Facebook, YouTube. Yes. Super duper easy. Uh, I know I've been teasing a specific thing for a long time, but guess what? I went on vacation, kind of forgot about it. Picked it back up <laughs> now. Back. Um, yeah, I, I got t-shirts coming out. and They're uh, so cool. I'm pretty excited, and I found a good deal on them. So we're yeah. going to go ahead and get those out at a reasonable price, which yep. is really cool for me. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Wait, turn up your volume. I'm going to whisper. Get real close right now. Get Thank you so much for tuning into this episode, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.